The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Incline listeners, looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. is up everybody thank you for checking out the incline i'm your host kevin klein it's friday june 21st and the dodgers 51 and 25 on the season and if you recognize that intro that is the walk-up song for charlie blackman gotta say it might be the best walk-up song in all of major league baseball i know probably a hot take We'll get to Charlie Blackman in a little bit. Dodgers are going to be taking on the Colorado Rockies for a three-game series. Dodgers coming off a very nice series against those hated San Francisco Giants, taking three of the four games. Most notably, barely pulling out a 9-8 to victory of what seemed like a blowout, but unfortunately the Giants rallied in the ninth as the rookie, Josh Sabors, had a nice first inning in his debut, kind of fell apart in that second inning, allowing three runs. Kenley Jansen giving up a few hits. Kind of a controversial play at the end where the runner might have been safe at third, but the Dodgers hold on, winning that game 9-8. Probably the biggest highlight of that game had to be Madison Bumgarner, and what could have been his final start 
as a San Francisco Giant pitching at Dodger Stadium. He had a nice finale in terms of the Dodgers side. His final start featured a three and two thirds inning performance, allowing 10 hits, which featured six runs getting charged to Bumgarner. He gave up a home run to Kyle Garlick, who hit his second career home run. Gave up a home run to the catcher, Austin Barnes. And unfortunately for Bumgarner, that was his worst start in his career against the Dodgers. The bullpen, I mean, it was looking good in this series until that inning, unfortunately. But Dodgers won the last game 9-8. They won another game 9-2. They shut out the Giants 9-0. And they lost that first game of the series 2-3 against a scrub pitcher, Tyler Beattie. That was a little frustrating, but at least the Dodgers rallied. They've won three straight now. Dylan Floro had a very nice outing the other night. Joe Kelly, back-to-back great outings. You could consider it garbage time, but, I mean, Joe Kelly did his job. Pedro Baez looking solid. Caleb Ferguson having a very nice role. And you got to say... When Rich Hill went down in Game of 3 of this series, the bullpen came through and kept the Dodgers ahead. We're going to talk about Rich Hill in a second, but um, a few guys that we got to highlight. Chris Taylor, he had a lot of big hits, including a multi-home run game. Kike Hernandez hit a grand slam. Cody Bellinger continuing to slug those home runs. He's up to 24. Kyle Garlick had his first career home run and then followed it up with another off Madison Bumgarner. Jock Peterson, he had a couple home runs as well, and we saw him play first base for the first time in his career in the series finale. So who would have thought that Cody Bellinger would have became the outfielder while Jock Peterson became the first baseman? But there you go. But unfortunately, there's been a couple casualties from this series. Rich Hill only was able to go an inning, had to be removed early, What they're calling now a flexor tendon strain could keep him out a minimum four weeks. Might be longer. He could be out for two months. We really don't know what the injury at this point. So it's going to probably boil down to Ross Stripling filling that role as the fifth starter in the Dodgers rotation. He's 3-2 ERA. He's pitched 47 and two-thirds innings with 47 strikeouts. And the last start he made was against the Chicago Cubs back on April 25th. We saw Julio Urias make a three-inning kind of opener-like role in the series finale. He looked really good. He had five strikeouts. But unfortunately, Urias coming off that shoulder injury that kept him out for over a year. So it's really important to monitor his innings. So probably going to keep Julio in the bullpen for now. Um, besides Rich Hill, Max Muncie, which was what a very exciting first at bat against Madison Bumgarner, a lot of fans wearing their get that ball out of the ocean t-shirt Muncie wearing it in batting practice first at bat, no drama between Bumgarner and Muncie, but Muncie did deliver with an RBI single. Neither guy looked the other in the eye, but. I'm sure Bumgarner on the inside was pissed. He lost the battle to Max Muncy once again, but unfortunately, Max Muncy went down with a contusion on his leg, 
on a foul ball. So now he's day-to-day, and he could be out of the lineup for the first game against the Colorado Rockies. So let's get to the Colorado Rockies. There's a next team coming up that the Dodgers are going to face. Very interesting team. When they're at Coors Field, they're electric. On the season, they have a 272 team batting average. On the road, however, Rockies not so dynamite. 233 road batting average. Right now, the Rockies, they're um, 40 and 34 on the season. That makes them 10 games behind the Dodgers in the National League West. Rockies have been surging, though. After a very rough start, they just swept the Arizona Diamondbacks, winning a lot of games. Charlie Blackman, the hottest hitter in baseball, it seems. He's got a 452 batting average at Coors Field. On the road, he's hitting 245. His last seven games, he has a 513 batting average with five home runs, 11 RBIs, 20 hits, 12 runs, great left-handed bat. On the season, Blackman hitting 336 with 17 home runs, 48 RBIs, 87 hits. Fortunately for the Dodgers, they're not going to see Trevor Story. Story went on the IL. He's their shortstop. He has a thumb injury. He'll be out for not only this series, but potentially all the games when the Dodgers go to Coors Field next week. And then, of course, there's Nolan Arenado, the third baseman. He's batting 328 with 18 home runs, 60 RBIs. He's a little gimpy as well. He um, was removed for precautionary reasons in his last game against the Diamondbacks. Then they got the outfielder, David Dahl. He's having a really good season. He's hitting 332, 80 hits, 7 home runs, 36 RBIs. And then, of course, there's that pain in the butt, Daniel Murphy. Seems to be on a new team every year these days, but now he's on the Rockies. He's hitting 275. He's got 6 home runs, 39 RBIs. He now plays first baseman. They got a pretty solid catcher, batting 311. His name's Tony Walters. Also look for Chris Iannetta. He kind of splits that duty with Mr. Walters. And then Ian Desmond, he's an outfielder now. He's hitting about 271. Right-handed bat. Then they got Raymel Tapia. He's another outfielder. He's hitting 262 on the season. So there's a lot of good hitters in this Rockies lineup. Definitely a team that we got to be careful on. We'll get a little more in depth in a sec. Earlier this season, the Dodgers swept the Colorado Rockies, and frankly, these games weren't even close. We saw a 10-6 Dodger win, 7-2, 12-6, all these in Coors Field. However, this series will shape up a little differently because the Dodgers are going to see a completely new set of starters compared to those games. We start with Friday night's matchup. Herman Marquez, he's 7-3. 457 ERA on the season, 103 strikeouts. He's taking on Walker Buehler, 7 and 1, 306 ERA, 84 strikeouts. Uh, the interesting thing with Marquez, he's definitely a better road pitcher than at home. On the road, he's got a 3.33 ERA, holding batters to a 187 average. And in the past against the Dodgers, the Dodgers hitting 248 against him. Unfortunately, one of the best hitters against Marquez is A.J. Pollock. He's on the I.L. However, Jock Peterson and Max Muncy both have two home runs off Marquez. 
And it's funny about this matchup because this was the game 163 matchup. Marquez, Bueller. Bueller obviously won that game. Uh, Marquez has kind of emerged now into the ace of the Colorado Rockies. It was definitely Kyle Freeland last season. Well, Freeland's definitely fallen off a cliff. He's now in AAA. He somehow has an ERA over seven. The year before, it looked like John Gray was the ace of the Rockies. Well, now in 2019, it's Herman Marquez. He throws a 95 to 96 mile an hour fastball most of the time, but he also can throw a slider, a curveball, a sinker. Then you got Walker Buehler on the flip side of things. And in his last seven outings now, he's gone three and one with a 157 ERA. Bueller really turning things around. Before you know it, he could have that ERA in the twos. If he has another great outing against the Rockies, it's definitely going to happen this Friday night. He somehow now he somehow has made seven starts against the Rockies now in his career, and this is only year two for Bueller. Well, he's two and one. He's got a three ERA. He's managed to go 48 innings, and he's got 46 strikeouts. David Dahl showing a little success. He's 4 for 12. And then Charlie Blackman, he's 5 for 20 against Walker Buehler. Overall, these Colorado Rockies are hitting 189 off Buehler's day off. So not too many big threats in this game. Definitely looking for a pretty tight game could come down to the bullpens we'll see we move on to Saturday's game which features a rookie for the Rockies his name's Peter Lambert he's 2-0 he has a 6 ERA he's got 15 strikeouts and he will take on Hunjin Ryu who's now still 9-1 seems like he should be at 11 wins by now but he's still at 9 he's got a 126 ERA which breaks a Dodgers franchise record for the lowest ERA at this point in the season. Uh, However, there's one guy who's absolutely crushed Ryu in the past, so I'm very curious to see if the new Ryu can keep Nolan Arenado in check. Arenado's batting 11 for 19, which rounds out to a 579 batting average. Three home runs, seven RBIs. Charlie Blackman got a little success as well. He's eight for 24. That's a 333 batting average. And if Mark Reynolds is inserted into the lineup this game, he's three for eight as well. The Rockies, as a team, they're hitting 356 off for you with six home runs. So at least this game's in Dodger Stadium. Otherwise, we might have seen Ryu's ERA balloon a little bit. I'm very curious how this game shakes out. The Rockies have owned Ryu in the past, but Ryu is the best pitcher in baseball, and he might have the stuff to overcome these Rockies now. So the rookie, Lambert, Dodgers haven't faced him yet. Well, he throws a fastball about 50% of the time, averaging 93 miles an hour. He'll throw a changeup around 85 miles an hour. He can throw a curveball too. He's a right-handed pitcher. I'm not too afraid of this guy, but we've seen the Dodgers very recently lose to a few kind of bad pitchers. They did get to Drew Pomeranz, though. I was very proud of that. After Pomeranz completely shut them out at Dodger Stadium or at um, Oracle on the road, uh, 
Dodgers came back at Dodger Stadium, completely pounded Pomeranz. Chris Taylor had a great game off him homering, getting a double. It was good. And then the Sunday matchup, Antonio Sanzazella, 6-5 with a 5.09 ERA. And he basically throws a fastball 65% of the time with a 94-mile-per-hour average. He can throw a slider and change up as well. But these Dodgers hitters have had some success so far hitting 360 as a team versus Sensatella. Unfortunately, A.J. Pollock has his number two, and we're not going to get to see Pollock because he's injured. A little unfortunate. Kent Maeda will be taking him on. He's now 7-4 with a 387 ERA. Death, taxes, and Maeda owning Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado is hitting 120 off Maeda, 3 for 25. Charlie Blackman, 7 for 21 off Maeda. And then if Chris Iannetta catching that day, he's 4 for 15. Ultimately, the Rockies, very bad pitching staff. They're 28th in baseball. They have a 520 team ERA. The bullpen is actually better this year. They're 16th at 441, but they have the worst starting rotation right now with a 571 starters ERA. That's 30th in all of Major League Baseball. Kenta Maeda in the past, he's 6-3 on his career. He's made nine starts, but it's 16 games total because he's been a reliever as well. He's got a 2.26 ERA against the Rockies in his entire career. So the Dodgers are actually entering Thursday with the best team ERA in baseball, but after they gave up eight runs to the Giants, I got to assume it's back to second, but it's still good to see the Dodgers pitching staff doing a phenomenal job. I don't think the Dodgers are going to sweep the Rockies this time around, but I definitely think they're going to get two or three. That would be five and five and one against the Rockies so far on the season. We would love to see the Rockies fall to a dozen back of the Dodgers making a statement right now. They're just running away with the national league Cubs got their number taken by the Dodgers when the Dodgers beat them three or four. Phillies got swept by the Dodgers. We're done with the Brewers on the season. So things are looking good for the Dodgers. The next team they're going to face will be the Arizona Diamondbacks. And it looks like those games are going to be on the road. So we're going to have to see the Humidor again. Right now, the Diamondbacks, they're 38 and 38 on the season. 500 team. 13 back of the Dodgers. And... I was looking through the probable starters, and it looks like for sure we're going to see Zach Greinke. And Zach Greinke, if you remember opening day, he literally got his ass handed to him. Zach Greinke on opening day, he went three and two-thirds innings. He allowed seven runs, and he gave up four home runs. Unfortunately, he's not going to be pitching at Dodger Stadium because since becoming a member of the Diamondbacks, he's got an ERA around 7 at Dodger Stadium. However, however, for his entire career since joining Arizona, 
He's actually um, seven and six with a four twenty eight ERA, so not too good. Jock Peterson's homered off him a few times. Seager, unfortunately, he's on the aisle. He's homered off him. Bellinger, some success. So, but Zink, you got to say Zach Greinke, he's really turned it around this season. After that dreadful opening day, he's actually eight and three now on this with a two ninety one. ERA in 2019, and he's actually pitched 102 innings, so good for Granke. Definitely looking like an all-star right there. Also projecting that the Dodgers will face Taylor Clark. He's a rookie. He's 1-2 with a 534 ERA. He throws a 93-mile-an-hour fastball, change up a slider, and Robbie Ray looking like he's going to line up to face the Dodgers as well. He's given the Dodgers some trouble in the past. Not so much as 2017, but Robbie Ray, a lefty, he's 5-4, 383 ERA, 106 strikeouts. Uh, look no further to see Archie Bradley pitch at one point in this season, at in this series. I noticed a few games ago they had Archie Bradley as an opener for Zach Godley. Very interesting. I don't expect that to happen in this Dodger series, but... If Bradley does come out of the bullpen, seems like the Dodgers have his number these days. Some of the hitters that got to keep your eye out on, Christian Walker, he's hit two home runs off Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw's definitely going to pitch in this series. And then Eduardo Escobar, he's having a really nice season. He's hitting 282, 17 home runs, 59 RBIs. And then Kettle Marte, a.k.a. Kettle Corn. He might be the all-star second baseman. He's got 20 home runs, 50 RBIs, hitting in the 290s as well. I expect this Dodgers-Diamondbacks series to be pretty close. You know, the Diamondbacks never seem to show up against the Rockies, considering the Rockies have beat them eight in a row now. But when the Diamondbacks play the Dodgers, they're always playing us tough. Those fans hate us. They think there's some rivalry. That rivalry doesn't exist. Us Dodger fans know that Chase Field is just a Dodger Stadium Part 3. There's more Dodger fans in Arizona than there are actual Diamondbacks fans. Some people, including myself, will refer to the Diamondbacks as the D-Bags. You know, this team's a lot less annoying now. They got rid of Goldschmidt. He killed us. Daniel Descalso, he's gone. Jake Lambchop, he's on the IL for like the second season in a row. So these Diamondback fans, they can talk all the smack they want. They're irrelevant now. Don't really consider them a threat. Maybe the Dodgers lose that series, but it's not going to really matter. Dodgers taking care of business at home. Their home record is just remarkable right now. We look around the league, and the Yankees, they've been on fire. They've won six in a row. They have a four-and-a-half game lead now in the AL East. Everyone's getting healthy. Stanton's back. Judge is returning. They just pummeled the Astros, who have lost now five in a row. The Astros have a 48-28 and 28 record, while the Twins, they're 48-26. and 26. You know, a lot of people pretty concerned about the Houston Astros, but 
Let's not sleep on the Yankees. They have a really good team, and they just added Edwin Encarnacion, who's already hit a couple home runs as a Yankee. We got to assume that once James Paxton finds his form, he's going to be really good. They might add Madison Bumgarner. Who knows? They have a really good bullpen with Chapman as their closer, Ottavino and Britton as some of their setup guys. So the Dodgers-Yankees World Series definitely a very potential thing that could ha- could happen in the Fall Classic. Speaking of Tampa Bay, who is in second place, we just saw the Rays announce on Thursday that they're considering playing in two cities. Not just two cities, but two countries. I don't understand how that's practical whatsoever. They want to play 41 of their games in St. Petersburg, Florida, and they want to play the other 41 games in Montreal, Canada. Now, I understand that there's just not a lot of Rays fans, and they figure that this is a way to gain more attendance, but it's not going to change the fact that Rays fans don't want to show up in Tampa Bay. And when you have two homes now, that's pretty stressful for the players. So what, do they got to have a home in Florida and Montreal now? I don't think this is a good idea whatsoever. If the Rays ownership really wants to increase attendance, they need to move their team somewhere cool like Las Vegas. Now, a few years ago, it would have seemed ridiculous to move a team to Las Vegas, but they just had a hockey team reach the Stanley Cup Finals. They're going to have the Raiders. So the next logical thing, if they can get, they can attract football fans, the perfect place to start a baseball franchise. I would love to see them move to the AL West, I guess. I don't think they'd be a National League team. Obviously, so they'd be in the AL West. Switch it around, maybe you move the Rangers. I don't know. But regardless, I think Las Vegas makes the most sense for the Rays. And I don't think they're going to think of that. But in my opinion, I think it would be the smart thing to do. I think there's a lot of sports fans in Nevada, and that city is on the rise. So forget Florida. Move them to Vegas. You're not going to have to worry about weather concerns. It's hot. The ball will be flying. It's going to be a hitter's paradise. Um, How about the Philadelphia Phillies? They've really tailed off. They lost seven of their last nine now. Then you had the San Diego Padres sweep the Milwaukee Brewers while Christian Yelich, he hit his 28th home run. And... Speaking of All-Stars, because that's definitely what Yelich is going to be, the All-Star voting concludes today on this Friday, so make sure to vote. I've definitely submitted my ballot probably 50 times now. You know, I have Cody Bellinger in there for sure. Mike Trout. Mike Trout has been on fire this past week. In his last seven games, he has four home runs, hitting over 400. Uh, Another guy I'm pretty big on is Austin Meadows. I voted for Kettle Marte at second base. I did vote Seager, but since he got hurt, now I switched over to Javier Baez, unfortunately. 
voting for that former Dodger, Yasmani Grandal. Um, other than that, you know, Gary Sanchez, uh, Pete Alonzo, I really like him, but I think I've been voting for Freddie Freeman and Josh Bell. Just a lot of good first basemen this year. Another funny story that kind of popped up earlier this week, Rob Segadin. Yeah, you remember that guy, Rob Segadin? Actually went to his first Major League Baseball game. It was the Dodgers-Red Sox, and Segadin got a few big hits off David Price. He drove in a couple runs. Looked like his career was going to be you know, a solid utility guy. He fizzled out really quickly, disappeared. Well, now Rob Segadin and his wife, they're suing the Dodgers hand consultant. I guess the hand consultant didn't do his job and they're blaming this guy on all kinds of things. And I don't know what's going on with Rob Sagan's fingers, but apparently his wife is accusing um, a loss of love and along with other things. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to the Sagan family that you're not getting the proper pleasure that you were hoping, but, it's very interesting to see how this case fizzles out. Uh, best of luck to all of them. You know, other than that, gotta say the Dodgers don't have too many complaints right now. They called out Kike Hernandez and Chris Taylor. They've turned it around. Called out Joe Kelly. He seems to be turning somewhat of a corner. Jock Peterson heating up again right on time. It's fun to see us pounding away on the NL West. Diamondbacks, Rockies, hopefully the Padres soon. Just got to keep taking care of business, and we'll be on our way into October. Probably on the next episode, we're going to talk some more trade deadline rumors. Can't talk about that every week because it's just going to get repetitive, but I still think the Dodgers, they got to make a bullpen move. Obviously, they might need some kind of hitter, but... Thank you all for listening. My name is Kevin Klein. You can follow me on Twitter at Klein25. Feel free to tweet me if you have any hot, hot takes or opinions. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Go Dodgers. Beat those Rockies. time open all the doors and let you out into the world closing time turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl closing time one last call for alcohol so finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.